Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. All right, welcome to the show, Gearheads. We just watched the Formula One Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, it was one of those, uh, the best way to describe it is intriguing. There was never a moment where it was dull. Yeah, it had plenty going on. We saw lots of action from the back of the... Yeah, well, all the way through. It really, that's true, all the way up and down. Sonoda's battle with uh, Magnuson was awesome. (laughs) It was. And Logan Sargent was sitting there in a nice battle, too. Yep, yep, yep. But Checo Perez wins the race ahead of Max Verstappen and Fernando Alonso with his 100th podium. Podium. Maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, what yeah, is the was... what's the debate? Um, Bob, yeah, come Bob. in if you if you know. Um, but it, it basically, it was the, uh, it seems to be the rear the rear uh, axle jack. jack. Yeah, was was already right. connected when they were doing the five seconds. Right, which is the what Ocon got you done in for. for five seconds. You have to stop for five seconds. They cannot touch the car. So the question well, is just positioning the jack. Does that mean they touched the car? Martin Brundle seemed to think that they did. And if they did, the thing I'm curious about, because Alonzo was more than five seconds ahead of George Russell at the end. But recall in Bahrain, where Esteban Ocon right. for Alpine yeah. blew his first five-second stop. So they said, okay, that'll cost you 10 seconds then. So if Alonzo is penalized for the jack touching the car, logic suggests it's got to be a 10-second penalty, in which case he's going to lose that podium finish. So we need to hear from the stewards. Well, I but I would agree. I think it is. I think it is it. an infraction. Yeah, yeah. because as yeah. far as I'm concerned, for that jack to be there, a human had to put it there, which means there somebody touched the right. car. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But, if um, he touched it, because that anyway. I mean that that is an advantage, right? If he was if he's holding the jack below the car and it doesn't touch it, but if he's actually touching it, then yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. What a so, shame on what has been a fantastic day for Aston Martin again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, measured drive for Alonso. Oh, mm-hmm. fantastic! And he did not, for one minute, think that he could stop Verstappen or anything else, or or even, yes. you know, he 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 knew that his fight was with Russell uh, and anybody yeah. else behind, and 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 he he won it. Yeah, that the uh, the Red Bulls were just clear of the field. Interesting, because I kept waiting for Sergio to pull off the grand salami of pole, win the race, lead every lap, and set fast lap. Here comes yeah. Verstappen, who with a mighty lap, a 131, I don't think anybody else got there all day, takes the fast lap bonus point. So uh, they remain neck and neck in the championship. 
but I think it says something else about the uh, the state of play between the two Red Bull teammates. Recall last year, Verstappen never forgot, yeah. even if he was wrong in thinking so, that Perez had screwed him in Monaco by taking pole in qualifying and then spinning the car in the middle of the track so nobody else could improve. And it came back to him later in the season when Sergio was running for second of the championship. The team told Verstappen to... to uh, to let Sergio through for points. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And you guys know why. And Monaco apparently was the reason. So those guys are extremely competitive. And we heard Sergio complain to the team that he thought they were trying to slow him down to aid Verstappen during the race. So a lot of intrigue there. But the other point I wanted to make about the race is I, I was fiddling around with my phone and I looked up at the scoreboard and the teams were there entering Noah's Ark. <laughs> the two Red Bulls, the two Ferraris, yeah. the two Alpines, uh, the two Mercedes, the two Haases, on and on and on through that field. So obviously um, very well um, measured battles among the teammates, uh, even though they kind of came apart towards the end there. So anyway, well, good and, and Jonathan, you said a great day for Aston Martin, but Lance Stroll was did not finish the race and was in fantastic yeah. position as well. It could have been an incredible day for Aston Martin. Another incredible day. It's a, it should make for a much more interesting season if this theme can continue, i.e. Aston Martin can can, can keep improving. Uh, uh, hopefully Mercedes, and clearly, I don't know where this mystery pace has come from. Well, yes, last week it was doom and gloom with Toto. It was all over. Let's Let's hang it up. Uh, and Hamilton's, you know, leaving the team to suddenly they're competitive. But my point is, if the other teams can keep this up, this is going to be a far more interesting season with Perez holding his own and making it a battle between the two Red Bulls for ascendancy, um, which can either be stamped out, but I don't see Christian doing that. Um, and I certainly don't see the two drivers wanting to... Uh, Play, play fair. Yeah, and you know, we a couple of us did call Checo with this win. It wasn't completely, you know, it wasn't all Max Verstappen, you know, guaranteed for this win. But hey, let me run down the order because it was pretty frantic at the end yeah, there. So some of us may have missed that. So let me run it down. So Checo Perez with the win, followed by Max Verstappen with the fastest lap, followed by Fernando Alonso with his 100th podium, followed by George Russell and his teammate Lewis Hamilton right behind him on the medium tire, everybody else on the hard tire in the top 10. Then Carlos Sainz, followed by his teammate Charles Leclerc, so the two Ferraris, two by two, sixth and seventh. Then two by two, Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly. Then the final points position goes to the Haas F1 team with Kevin Magnussen. Yay, yay. Yeah, that was good to see. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda behind him in 11th. Nico Hulkenberg, the Haas teammate in 12th. Zhou Guan Yu in 13th. Nick DeVries, 13th, excuse me, 14th. And Oscar Piastri, having passed his teammate logan uh excuse me lando Sargent. that lando, is an interesting story <laughs> yeah yeah L lando norris ahead of logan Sargent, followed by valtteri botas and then did not finish was alban and stroll but yeah that was interesting the uh the, the mclarens right well it was interesting that the order was to let piastri and uh, not hold back piastri uh, uh given uh, and that must be just soul destroying for lando who who had a problem i'll give you in qualifying but the, the, the car was fine so you know what are they saying i mean or are we saying that piastri's actually with this car as it is right now faster than his blue-eyed boy <laughs> team yeah. leader and you 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 threw in that caveat as it is now yeah right as it is now yeah right yeah and i i think in all honesty they were just trying to keep the heat off of piastri okay um they wanted Lando Norris to be the more mature guy. If he gets by you, you know, fight him, but don't 
put each other in the wall. Yeah. Um, and Piastri was under pressure like anyway. Him. Yeah, there was the alpha up behind yeah. him. But how about I that? I think there was more con- more concern for Piastri's state of mind than for yeah, Norris's yeah. pride. Yeah, I-, I was thinking the same thing, Bob. It's it's like it really doesn't matter. Let's don't do anything. First of all, yeah, let's don't do anything. You know, d- you know d- dangerous. But also, why not let him through? And um, and what about the battles, though, guys? What about the you know we saw Logan Sargent. We thought he was going to pass Hulkenberg for I don't know what a ten laps or something like that. He yeah. was he was within yeah. you know DRS for a long long time, and he ultimately didn't get him. And then you look up, and Logan Sargent's holding up a train of of uh, two uh, McLarens and some other cars. There was plenty going on. Yeah, it's an yeah, exciting. There was. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I just I, I mean the, the bottom line is what I'm pleased about is is ten thousand meter rule. If I look down on Formula One at, at round two at 2023, we've got a season. We've got a heck of a season ahead. Yes, I think Red Bull are going to dominate. I feel like I can confirm that now that they are yeah. just streets ahead and going from fifteenth on the grid to second, if not first, if, if he wanted to. Um, I think. Um, Frankly, uh, we have now a battle for second in the championship uh, in terms of constructors anyway. But also, um, I think um, we're pretty certain that uh, Red Bull are going <laughs> to romp this if they keep going. Yeah, there was a, I think a, a cynic would suggest all that passing was due to the DRS. And, you know, that's fine. The first uh, we had DRS sections so close to each other that recall last year where uh, Max Verstappen very conveniently in his battle with Lewis Hamilton, I believe it was, they would jockey for position as they approached the detection zone. So if you let the other guy ahead of you at the detection zone, you would get DRS. He would not. You could get him on the next straightaway. Uh, I think there was a lot of that kind of uh, of racecraft going on. But, um, you know, aside the fact that uh, Alonso politely allowed the Red Bulls to just disappear over the horizon, you know, that showed maturity on his part. Why not at his age and experience? Uh, I hope he gets to hold on to that podium. I really do. As much as it would boost the Mercedes team and George Russell to get it. Um, hopefully the stewards decide soon and Alonso gets his 100th podium. Only the sixth driver to ever do that. Mm. Uh, speaking impressive. of speaking of Alonso, um, Casey, the producer, just handed us the, uh, the FIA uh, breaking news. The FIA decision <laughs> on the on the first penalty, which of out of course, out of location, yeah. which was what it says was a steward reviews video evidence showing that at the time of the start signal, the contact patch of the car's left front tire was outside the starting box. So, yeah. Well, if they're going to be consistent from last week with Ocon, you know, and I mean, you don't want an appeal from Alpine saying, hang on a minute, you, di- you ding does for that. And here's the same situation. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm quite interested by this new look of the, the FIA or the stewards, if whatever. New look. Uh, well, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, there's been a lot of controversy around them in the last two years. Um, and to see them really red hot on, on track limits and, and starting locations is not a bad thing because I think they're trying to set uh, an agenda, benchmark, a, a respect from the drivers which had lost had been lost. Yeah, you think about... I, I liken it to uh, NBA. You hear the phrase, they're letting them play, right? They're letting right. them race, letting them drive. And so, but what we're doing is we're setting the parameters, okay? Let's, let's say this is what's going to happen if you do this and, and trying to be consistent with it. I think that's what, I think that's what everybody well, wants is you know, consistency. And, it, and if you so, look back to Austin a few years ago, track limits were, were flagrant and, and, and inconsistent. You yes. know, um, so yes. yep. let's 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 
you know, I always think, you know, history, hindsight is twenty twenty, and and I really do think that in Formula One, we're so quick to forget from week to week, you know, the problems we were dealing with three months ago that are now trying to be rectified on a week by week basis. Yeah, yeah, and they're not they're not nitpicking here. I mean, we're talking about Alonso and uh, Ocon's mistakes lining up. Two weeks ago, in each box, there is a sensor in the ground that to judge jump starts. Mm-hmm. And it it looks straight up into the bottom of the nose of the car. So if guys start uh, getting sloppy about pulling in, they can get to a point where that sensor doesn't register because the nose of the car is offset. And you might be able to get away with a jump start because the sensor can't see you as it were. So I think there's a reason for being strict about that rule. And I think, frankly, that's a good one. Yeah. And also the FIA, Jonathan, and rightly so. Before I forget, uh, the president of the FIA, Mohammed bin Sulaim, lost his son in a road accident last week. He was killed in a car crash. Oh, gosh. Sympathies with the president of the uh, SIA. Yeah, that's that's very sad. Um, It doesn't get any worse than that. And for those who don't know, Ben Suleiman, one of the most successful rally drivers, if not the most successful rally driver in the Middle East. Um, Middle Eastern champion many times. You know, the other thing I I like, John, uh, Bob, is the fact that, you know, uh, you're right. The five-second penalty is the five-second penalty. But the the point is it comes into play within the race. In other words, I like this stewarding where it's like five-second penalty, you deal with it. And it becomes yeah, right part now. of the race. Yes. We'd like you to be five seconds ahead of Russell. Um, yeah, you know, the da, 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 team radio made, made for good team whereas radio. Whereas yeah. this sort of Sunday night, let's have a look at it. Oh, we, we, we decided after the race was over and you'd all gone home and you'd all got your McDonald's and you're all on your plane. But actually, this happened. No, I want, I want to see this happen instantly as it did today. And then they deal with it as a team and they, and they rectify it or they finish five seconds ahead of the guy they got to beat so that the penalty is negated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, coming up immediately after this, we have an interview with Charles Leclerc, a refresh after the race from uh, Chris Mendelin at Jetta Circuit. You're listening to Speed City, back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Okay, well, I promised that we would hear from Charles Leclerc because Chris Medlin is on the ground at the Jetta Circuit in Saudi Arabia. So let's hear from Charles Leclerc. That didn't look like the result you were kind of expecting going into this race weekend. It looked like Pride just didn't quite have the pace of Mercedes or Aston Martin over the race distance. Yeah, on the software, I think uh, pretty strong uh, because I got past the people and then I was in free air so I could use the pace of the car then on the hard I, I couldn't really push more whenever I got within over, over one second from one second to one second and a half to Carlos which was just not enough to get the DRS there I was losing too much downforce and it was just impossible to uh, to get closer so uh, yeah it's uh, it's like this it's, uh, it's a shame but it's like this What do you take away from this weekend? What have you learned? We are just too slow so we need to uh, we need to work hard Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of Vassa. That's the kind of talk that Vassa needs to hear. Vassar, yeah. yeah. I wonder if Ferrari has their engines turned up all the way. <laughs> they, they've having engine problems. They turned them down at yeah. the end of last year There's for that- uh, reliability issues. You know, does does uh, Charles Leclerc have the car under him that he expected? Those were his first points of the year today. But science is leading among the Ferrari drivers. Yeah, because so, he didn't have a DNF last I, I week. mentioned yeah, you, the Red Bull driver rivalry. There's going to be one in Ferrari too, I think. Yeah, but if you want to be cynical, the guy that learned how to turn up the engines without being caught has gone. <laughs> hey, let's not, let's not forget that sixth and seventh for Ferrari is absolutely not where they expected to be right now. And I didn't see them. You know, I think that that, that fits from what we saw today with both Mercedes ahead of them, which is surprising on that on its own front. Yeah. Well, my nose is still out of joint because for the life of me, I can't tell the Ferraris and the Alphas apart. I know. I'm still there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Alpha darker, Ferrari lighter. All right. We either have Chris meddling because I can hear something or Jonathan has his laptop turned up. Which is it? It's me, but I'm still in the uh, broadcast (laughs) pen, so I'm keeping my voice down a bit. I'm about to put a question to Oscar Piastri uh, when he finishes answering this one. What a great race. got oscar here now. ah okay. okay brilliant and uh and i'm just going to put a question to oscar oscar can you talk us what happened with the start of the race initially when you got that damage um i'm not 100 percent sure yet to be honest i haven't seen it um you know i think just really a lap one turn one incident um yeah i was surprised that i had damage to be honest it was a very small touch it felt like so um 
yeah, just a shame. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll have a look at the, if there was anything else I could have done to avoid it. And any positives you took after that, seeing the race distance under your belt? Yeah, to finish the race today was was nice. Um, so you know, that's a positive. And um, yeah, I think a bit of entertainment at the end, a couple of overtakes. You know, it was nice to to get some experience with you know using the battery to to try and put some overtakes together and stuff. So that was good. Forty nine laps on a set of hards um, was uh, unexpected. I think so. Um, yeah, definitely some positives after. Obviously, just uh, unfortunate to set back on that one. Cheers. There was Oscar, but I'm I'm gonna be really annoying and stay on the line here because we've got a Lewis Hamilton and Pierre Gasly just in front of me. Ah, uh, do it, man. And stay I on think the line. Our fans would like to. Yeah, would like to hear from both of these guys. I'm jumping back in because Pierre Gasly's right here. Okay, here we go. Double points for Alpine, so that bit's good. But was the race pace maybe lacking slightly what you were hoping for today? Yeah, I must say I expected us to be slightly closer from the guys I had. And uh, I think we, we definitely maxed out um, the potential which uh, we are during the race. Eights and nines is definitely the best we we could have done. But uh, I thought we may have a chance to, uh, to be in the fight ahead of us. And we finished 10 seconds behind the Ferraris. Um, so there's definitely some some work to be done, but as you said, it's second race with the team. Um, I think it's good to you know sort of build up with uh, two results in the in the points uh, for two races in a row. But definitely some work to to do it. Oh yeah, that's Pierre Gasly. So more points for him. We should have Chris with some more interviews coming up here shortly. But in the meantime, uh, there's a couple of comments that I saw here uh, on Twitter. This was Sean Kelly, Statman. He says Perez was 5.6 seconds ahead of Verstappen when he moved into second place on lap 24. In the remaining 26 laps, Verstappen never got within four seconds of Perez. That's good. Yeah. Really good. Impressive, right? I, I mean, I, you know, the thing is, we we were eyes eyes back, if you will, to to see the the, the chasing pack. But really, if you look at any other race, uh, and, and Verstappen had started second, let's say, uh, that was a phenomenal race by Perez. It was. It was, fin- it was fantastic. Yeah. What's that? Don't since- forget, uh, Verstappen was complaining about a car problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's right. A- could say was there's nothing we can do about it he's sensing a vibration of some kind so he calls it a drive shaft (laughs) yeah he didn't stop him getting the fastest lap so it's weird well that's that was going to be that's the punchline you know the car is wrong the car is wrong the car is wrong here i go yeah yeah Yeah. watch me go and the 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 team team kept came back to him and said everything is good everything is good but max was was pretty adamant that there was something wrong and jonathan you jumped on his onboard and tried to listen yeah i i listened in and i couldn't hear any i mean you know i'm not listening to yeah there was no real banter because the beauty of those onboard um uh tracks is that you get their radio isolated so i sat there and waited for them to kind of you know uh, go back and forth but there really wasn't he just got on with it um and they came back to him and said any more updates so you know um (laughs) it it was a weird one yeah no doubt i'd like yeah i'd like chris to follow up on that uh perhaps before uh wheel to wheel well he's offline so he's getting interviews for us but here's some really interesting stats Kevin Kelly shot me a tweet. It's F1 charts on Twitter. Am I the only one not benefiting from the Kelly magic? I guess so, but it's really good stuff. And there's just some quick stats. Fifth win for Checo. um, 100th podium for Fernando, which we talked about. 13th place recovery for Verstappen from P15 to P2. Leclerc and Sonoda both up five positions. DeVries and Sargent up four. Nice run by Sargent. Piastri minus seven. Wow, yeah. Piastri went from eighth to 15th. And Botas... Uh, four and Albon and Scholl, of course, DNF, but some really interesting movements here. You know, like Carlos Sainz started fourth, ended sixth. Uh, Leclerc, 12th, ended up seventh. But, but yeah, good stuff. 
Yeah, really impressed with Sonoda today. That was um, yeah. a, a much more mature drive. Um, and there's no question that they've, they've wrangled him in from his wild boy days of, uh, of not enjoying living in England. And now they've moved him over to Italy. And it's just, you know, he just seems to be a, a more finished article this season. Hey, Bob Varsha, I want to ask you, you know how grams matter in Formula One? Absolutely. Well, did you notice, I think it was one of the McLarens, I'm almost certain it was Lando, but we went. he went over the curbs, he must have been in full downforce, because he went over the curb and it looked like the car That explosion exploded. under exactly. the car. Exactly, and yeah. I'm thinking, okay, how many grams of, what is it, titanium or whatever they put all on the on the board underneath? Exactly. And uh, how many grams of titanium did he scrape off the bottom of that car? It looked like, it looked like significant. Is I that, don't know. Is that uh, cheating? Let's see. Uh, how? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, you, know, you you scrape off the underbody plank. What he's talking about is the plank made out of a wood material called jab rock. Uh, here we call it particle board, I suppose. It's a certain thickness, goes under the car, attached at six or eight predetermined points. And uh, it you cannot have it wear more than a very, very small amount during the race or you'll be DQ'd, which happened to Michael Schumacher uh, back in the in the 90s. Um, but there are mm-hmm. those titanium sort of skid bolts or something, I guess you call them. I, it's more spectacular looking than it than it hurts the car. I mean, I don't know how many grams of titanium there are <laughs> in a shower of sparks. But, uh, yeah, it sure is fun to watch. And some of the most dramatic Formula One pictures I've ever seen include those sparks. I know. It's actually it. You know, I was making fun of it a little bit when they, they brought it back. But I do like it. It makes for a fantastic photo, doesn't it? Jonathan, mm-hmm. what are you studying Absolutely. there, buddy? I'm actually You're looking. Harden, Harden yeah, well, I'm just looking at um, you know, uh, I'm looking at my boys from Haas, and their one point has obviously put uh, put them on the board with Kevin Magnussen, uh, given that mm-hmm. AlphaTauri um, and Williams yet to score. Sorry, Williams have scored uh, there, but um, you know, uh, a couple of points here and there. It's gonna, you know, as we as we do the count back, that could be an important uh, position uh, today for the the closing stages where Yuki Tsunoda was beaten to eleventh and Magnussen and got past him. Yeah. Uh, driver of the day, um, I guess it's not a surprise, Max Verstappen. Yep. Pretty not. impressive. Yep. No. But when your car's <laughs> well, second ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send this tweet to oh. Casey because it's a tweet, a photo of the Red Bull team swarming uh, Checo Perez. And yeah, you can, you can tell that, you know, he is well loved on the team. And, you know, it's that underdog thing, but but for sure. Checo's got this innate ability to whatever team he's in, in chat. to be popular in, in it and what I'm and do the job ah. and do the job. Um, he's really good at, at playing whatever role he's got to play, whether it's team leader, uh, whether or, or whether it's backup man. Um, he's he's good at both of those jobs. All right. We got a couple of interviews from Chris Medlin on site at the Jetta Circuit in Saudi Arabia. We have let's hear from Logan Sargent first. Logan looked like a, a tough race out there, but probably one where you learned a lot. You had a lot going on, on to deal with. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I think the first 30 laps went pretty well. Um, pit stop was good, good pit entry, good pit exit. Um, but yeah, I just struggled to keep those, the option tire alive there towards the end. And uh, last 20 laps, I was definitely hanging on to it, struggling. Just felt pretty disconnected to the car today, so quite a bit of, look, quite a bit of data to look at and see why. But um, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta learn, learn from, the, from the negatives and uh, take the positives. Well, you were shadowing your teammate for a big spell there as well until Alex had to retire. Like, it looked like your pace was good. Is it something that you come away from with more confidence that you know, you've shown that even on a track that's tricky, you can be that competitive? 
Well, I think in qualifying, especially yesterday, I, you know, was really, really quick. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to show that. But, you know, I think today, not as happy with. Um, I think, again, it's a, it's a great way to learn uh, why we struggled mainly towards the end of the race. Um, but to be honest, even, at, even for the first 30 laps, I, I didn't feel very comfortable. Um, so just a lot to look at to see why that was and um, try not to let it happen again. You talk about, we were talking about how he was on the tail of Hulkenberg for so many laps. He was probably burning up his tires doing that, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. I, I, it does make me think, though, uh, if Claire Williams was watching that race, how pleased she would be that, that, that from the Phoenix, from the ashes, so to speak, Williams seems to be on the up and up. Um, good two point. good drivers, um, a bit more organization, a new team manager, and they seem to be cross-fingered. Um, you know, they are one of the most successful teams ever. Uh, we forget that. Uh, in Formula One, that they're back on back on track now to at least start achieving the sort of things and goals that they've expected, and they've long been in the doldrums for a long time. Yeah, I think James Bowles, who came over from Mercedes, where he was the head yeah. of strategy, uh, has certainly had an impact on the car already. And if you listen to him when TV was talking to him in the headset during the entire weekend, uh, his explanations are calm and clear. He's obviously got all the facts at his disposal, and he deals with them easily. I think think there are good things to come. What I'm scratching my head about with regard to Williams is why isn't there more sponsorship yeah. on that car? I mean, the car is hmm. practically bare. Yeah, good point. Yeah, with all the sponsors, especially Americans, with an American company owning Williams. That, that question yeah. was answered during uh, testing, which was that there was a, a a feeling that by Miami, perhaps, Gulf would take over uh, and end Gulf. <laughs> but um, no, that they would become a, a more major sponsor on the car as, yeah. a, as a presence, which would therefore change. Thank you. I'm here all week. Uh, in fact, I'm in Australia in two weeks. But I'm... Tip your waitress. Tip your waitresses. Uh, but, you know, um, I do think that, that that could have been an answer to that question, but it really isn't because by now, uh, and we are headed far, fastly to Australia, they, they should be, like you say, more prominent if they... I, I don't understand. Duracell's great. Uh, I don't know what Stevens is. That's on the side of the car. And obviously, uh, Gulf, uh, the uh, Houston-based oil company. That Duracell battery thing, maybe, awesome. maybe the best sponsorship placement ever in the history of motorsport, because it just looks like a giant battery. Do you notice they also have it on either side of the halo? <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty cool. It's fantastic, though. It's just the, the placement is too perfect. <laughs> All right, Chris Medlin is on the ground working hard because he has um, Lewis Hamilton. And Casey, we got that one queued up. He's giving me the head nod. So let's hear from Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, uh, struggled. Struggled on the hards. Uh, setup was wrong uh, this weekend. So, but once I got onto the mediums, I was in a much better place. Well, something to do with me, but it's good for the team, sure. <laughs> Just on that front list, um, you had the measure of Ferrari this weekend. Were you expecting that? Was the car a bit more competitive than maybe you expected coming here? Yeah, I think so. Um, we didn't. I, I didn't know what to expect when we were coming into this weekend. I was hoping for, always hoping something better. But uh, for us to be in the top five, I think is still a great result. So um, yeah. I don't know. He's still he's still very down. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know whether this is his way of. Ging the team up like, hey guys, get your get your you know, or or his way of negotiating <laughs> mm-hmm. as well, um, you know. But you can understand it. It's a legacy he's fighting for. Not not you know, he's had enough of winning. He now wants to win that eighth and and, and hang it up. 
And if it's going to be a three-year struggle, you can understand that race two of uh, what is going to be an uphill climb for 2023, you can see his demeanor mm-hmm. yeah. or understand it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it just feels like to me that he is it's in the moment right now. Yes, he may be negotiating, but it feels like he's just he's not as fast as Russell for last season and this season. Well, so far. and you heard that he was like, well, that's nothing to do with me. It's good for the yeah. team. In other words, yeah. you know. I don't, I'm not celebrating that, which is – there's two ways of going about that. There's that, that way or, yeah, that's great news for us. Mm. And he didn't yeah. do that. <laughs> where's uh, Where's Angela? Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Angela Cullen's gone, and maybe she's the one who, uh, like Tiger Woods' first wife, who used to kick him in the butt at the end of a tournament when he wanted to run for the airport. And she said, no, 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 no. They're paying you a lot of money to be here. Smile. Drink the champagne. Shake hands, be mm. nice to people. Maybe that's what Angela did for Lewis, and he he misses that incentive too. I I do think he's he's the mentally cuddly kind of guy that that mm. does need that. Um, he does mm. wear his heart on his sleeve. We've seen it from his radio uh, feedback uh, when it's not going right for him. He does need a bit of a mental hug. So yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, listen to Speed City F one back after this. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, I tell you, this Alstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a, a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right. Hey, Chris, so you've got uh, Verstappen and Perez. Let's give you want to lead into the Verstappen in interview with us? Yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet, I think, for Max, because he knows that he had the car that should have won the race if he'd had a clean weekend, but he did come back and get that second. So, uh, yeah, Max was kind of in one of those one of those moods where you'll see or hear uh, with the final question I ask him where he's kind of just like, well, yeah, it's all right, but I'm here to win. Yeah, I feel good. I mean, after starting 15, you try to do the best you can. And I think with or without safety car, I think that was second. Yeah, I mean, I was catching and uh, at one point I, I just started to feel really weird vibrations again on the right rear. And uh, yeah, on throttle in some corners, I, I started to get a weird balance. So at one point, you know, I did the mats and I was not going to catch anyway if I, if I kept on pushing with the, the amount I was catching. So I, I said to myself, uh, second is, uh, is okay today and uh, we settled for that. Well, really happy is, is, is a big thing. I mean... Uh, we started off the weekend really strong and uh, we don't win the race because of, of course, our our issues. So there are still a lot of things we can do better. Max, there was a lot of talk about whether Ferrari would be closer to you here. Other teams get closer to Red Bull at this circuit, very different to Bahrain. Didn't look that way. Does this validation that you guys can sweep this season? I mean, it's still a, a very long season. A lot of things can improve. But from our side, we have to, of course, maximize now early on in the season where, when you have such a good car. So uh, that's what we tried to do. I think, again, this weekend was not, uh, not uh, optimized, of course, with the issues from my side uh, of the garage. But, um, yeah, we'll try to do better in uh, Australia. And how proud are you then to get a second in a weekend where there were issues? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm happy that I, I recovered as much as I, I could. Yeah, I like it when Max says maximize instead of optimize, okay? <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> Jonathan, deadpan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I worry about you. <laughs> you and my mom. Uh, okay, Chris, you got uh, Checo in the box as well. So, when you you want to lead us into that? Yeah, Checo was um, obviously very happy. But I'd say what was really impressive here, he was being smart. He was playing the game a bit because you're here. The first thing isn't about how well he drove. Uh, he puts all the sort of praise uh, onto Red Bull for giving him such a strong car. I'm uh, really proud of, of the performance from the team. They, they, the guys have worked their ass off and, and what they've done this weekend, you know, it's impressive to see from the outside. So I'm, I'm really happy for them, first of all. I think really this victory goes to them, you know. Um, and just to Milton Keynes, you know, they, they brought such a fantastic car and the team. I love being part of Red Bull Racing, you know, because the way 
we push, the way we deliver, everyone is working at the maximum. I mean, we are such at, at high level that people outside the team probably don't realize, but uh, from Christian to to everyone in this team is really delivering and operating at a very high level. So it's great to, to be part of. And you made it look easy out there. So what do people not realize about what it's like to be in front? Was it difficult? Did you have any challenges? It was going well when I overtook Fernando. I thought I, I could do my race. Um, but then the safety car again wanted to take the victory out of me in Jeddah, but not this time. And uh, we managed to, to get a good a good distance with Max. We kept a healthy a healthy lead, and um, and yeah, that, that went well. Just last thing, you didn't go to the fastest lap. Was there a reason why not? You didn't want to risk it. Uh, I was told to keep certain pace in the end, and um, yeah, it's something that we we need to. To check because I was told to to, to keep the pace um, and uh, yeah not not try anything. Okay, thank you. Checo, just talking about the pace. Max was brought back into the race by that safety car, got into second quickly, and, and you looked like you had him covered. How proud are you of that? I'm proud of getting the victory. I mean, um, we know how strong Max is on the on the on the races, and um, we've been matching him in Bahrain. We match him here, so. We have to to keep working really hard. I think my team is is doing a great job. We managed to get a good read on the on the high field. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm proud of, of of my team today. And feel like it's looking like a title fight between the two of you. Well, if that's the case, then that's great news for Red Bull, you know, because that means we we are having a, a fantastic car. Yeah, let's mm. just celebrate the fact that Checo won this race. I mean, it's. I, no, let's not. Let's 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 <laughs> let, let's let's talk about Checo not being allowed to get the fastest lap. <laughs> go on, go on. Just kidding. Uh, I'm just excited about. It. Hey, I do have to ask Medlin a question because the guy that was asking the questions ahead of you, Medlin, he sounded American. No, 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 he's not. Samas from F1 is. Oh, is that uh, who that was? Pretty- okay. I was like, wow, an actual American. No, it's, we've, invo- we've involved you now enough in Formula One where you, your, your Texanness is rubbing off and you're, you're really from outer Milton Keynes now. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. I'm that I had to let him uh, get those questions in first uh, just because of the fact that they are Formula One, the sport themselves. Who but, was it? Uh, who was yeah. it asking the questions? Uh, Samarth Canal, who ah, uh, yes. is one of their writers as well. Correct. And uh, where is he and from? Does do a good job. <laughs> England. Uh, he is from the UK. Yep. And, is he from uh, Whitby? He was actually he was actually told by um, Lewis that he was standing wrongly, that he stands with his uh, arms folded, and that that closes him off to everybody. Uh, and I think if I'm quick, I can. So I'm going to break off because Fred Vasseur's here, and before ah. he goes and does Italian TV, who may steal him um, whenever <laughs> they need him. But until then, Fred. Looked like the pace was lacking in the race. Was that a surprise? Uh, yeah, for sure that the pace was uh, decent yesterday in Quali. We made a, a step forward compared to Bahrain and we opened a little bit the gap compared to Mercedes and Aston. And uh, I would say that even the first hint went pretty well that for Charles that he was able to come back. Carlos was uh, stuck behind Stroll, I think. And so far it was okay. But then when we put the hard, we were nowhere. And uh, we have to be focused on this and to understand why from one compound to the other one, we have so big difference of performance compared to the other teams that uh, this is the main issue today. And uh, we have to be focused on this. Could that be something that's inherent to the cars that Ferrari designed? Because I think back to Budapest last year, there was a problem with the hards there that cost the team the race. Yeah, but the, the, the hard was not the same. But I mean that... Uh, 
No, no, it's, uh, I think it's difficult to understand because yeah. that uh, last week it was probably the same, but the art was not the same. I mean, the art was the, 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 the art of this week, it was the medium of last week. But uh, no, no, overall that we have to be uh, probably more reactive and to understand exactly what we have to do. But I can't imagine that the car is able to be quick on one lap with the C2 and uh, the C4 and to be nowhere on the on the long stints. Any concerns though by the pace Ferrari showed here? We thought you could be a lot closer and, and Ferrari, you're Ferrari, sorry, Red Bull frowning, he's frowning at me, uh, <laughs> that Red Bull showed uh, because they were dominant. Yeah, they were uh, much, much, much quicker than everybody with the, with the yard. Now, uh, again, we have to understand exactly what's happened because I can't imagine that a car could be a performant with, uh, on one lap and to be a, to have a so huge difference on the long stints. What comes next then? What do you do now? I have to do some interviews and then uh, <laughs> I will have a plate of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow morning, that will be uh, fully focused on on uh, on Melbourne because that uh, I think we are all, we are not so far away in terms of potential. We are just not able to extract the best of the car in the on, at some stage of the weekend, and it's the main issue today. Well, we look forward to seeing how you go, Melbourne. Fred, thanks for your time. Could I love have it. Been more stereotypical. A plate of pasta. I love it. Right. I absolutely I mean, what love it. What else do you expect him to say? I mean, this is Ferrari. I'm going to have pasta. I'm going to have a glass of wine. Then we'll worry about the world championship. But by the way, can I just say? I hope our listeners are appreciating this as much as I am. We are so pleased Lucky to have Chris Medlin, who is as popular. Shows you, you know. Now we've got the head of Ferrari. Just, just, you know. Telling you his meal plans. I love it. Live on Sirius XM. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and I have first to first things first. I have to say that his accent is so fantastic. The difference in performance. His, Do you have a dig? His <laughs> Oh, you mean Fred's? I thought you meant mine. No. <laughs> yours is good too. Is but, he does he sound American to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is fantastic. His his French accent is just exquisite. You should it? see his dig. <laughs> Inspector Clouseau. No, it's 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 actually it's got an air of elegance to it. It's really amazing. I know this is ridiculous that I'm fan saying boy. that. Please, somebody come in and take the fanboy out. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to have to take a break now because I'm going to have to gather myself. <laughs> <laughs> and when we, when we come back, we'll have more of Breaking Down the Saudi Raven Grand Prix. Back after this. <laughs> Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters, VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at velocity underscore RD. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. <laughs> I can see you <laughs> mouthing it with Jay Leno says We've had Speed that. City. We've had that promo for about eight years, and it still makes me laugh. Nobody can say it like him, Speed City. That's because he was actually making fun of us, because that was 2013, uh, by the way. That's been was 10 he on years. fire? <laughs> 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 don't don't talk bad about the America's gearhead is what I called you. He is Leno. America's gearhead. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, what else, boys? It was a fantastic race today with Checo Perez winning, of course, and so much activity up and down. But um, is Chris, is Chris on the line? He's muted. Oh, I am. Yeah, uh, just what's your thoughts I'm now here. going to Australia? What are we likely to see, given that we've got this almighty five way tussle behind Red Bull? Yeah, behind Red Bull, sadly, I think, is uh, a given now, yeah. given what we've seen here. Um, there wasn't a huge amount that says to me that that will change that quickly. Although, as we got from the Toto Wolf interview that we did on the grid, uh, you know, there's there's positivity there about what they're getting in the future. It's just how quickly can they get it to the car. So we'll have to wait and see how quickly that might change that picture. I think, remember last year, Alpine looked very strong in Melbourne. They yes, just that's suited right. Their car. I remember Alonso being in the frame for pole position until he went off at the penultimate, well, not penultimate corner, but late in the lap. Uh, so I, I could see Alpine looking as strong, if not a bit stronger than here, especially because they felt confident pre-season. They felt they started to show their hand a bit here and were getting some of that pace that they were expecting to see. And then it didn't quite materialize in race trim. I think they'll go through the data from this one and, and kind of work out you know, where it was maybe lacking in terms of getting the most out of their car. So that would be quite interesting. Uh, the big one, like, you know, chatting to Fred, uh, as we just did. Mm. It's a well, big question mark over Ferrari now. I really, yeah, I yeah. really do. I think, I think Mercedes yeah. will be just as strong as they were here. So maybe nipping at Aston's heels. Aston's problem is that uh, Melbourne is now actually quite high speed as well with the removal of certain yeah. corners, mm, yeah, yeah. some long right. straights, and they're a bit yeah. draggy. So I, I, to be honest, similar picture to here is how I uh, eventually okay. answer that question. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm, good I would know. also, uh, you know, it's how many times in Chris's interviews have we heard someone in a position of power say, well, we got to find out why our one lap pace is so different from our race pace, mm-hmm. which clues you into what a difficult transition that must be for all these engineers and designers and drivers and mechanics and whatnot to uh, to 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 leap that gap, if you will, to bridge that gap to race pace. It's a very different car and probably a very different driving approach. Uh, between you know one ultimate lap for the lowest lap time you can possibly give to surviving you know 50 laps 
of a, of a modulated pace. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want you you want twenty eight point eight or whatever for qualifying compared to the one thirty one for uh, fastest lap in the race. Fast Big lap. difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, I'm going to try to uh, compete with you next weekend. Uh uh-uh. Because Ooh. next weekend there's going to be two Formula One drivers here in yeah. Austin. We got we got more competing competing yeah. than they usually are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got. Uh, I'm going to see what F1 X F1 drivers I can uh, interview myself next week because we got NASCAR and and uh, Jensen Button, Kimi Räikkönen, and, and anybody else. I don't know. Maybe Daly again, but no, they're definitely. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool that two yeah. of the coolest guys that ever graced F1 are in NASCAR. You almost said coolest cats, didn't you? I almost you did, but I, I but I, that but but Chris, that's Chris's domain. <laughs> oh, very, I'll be very really kind. interested to see. Let's see what kind of demand there is to uh, to speak with the Formula One veterans, including two world champions. I, Bob, that's exactly uh, what I said to Jonathan earlier. I said, I bet there won't many people be lining up to I'll interview him. I bet I'll be able to get him. I'll tell you one thing that is interesting. Um, I just finished, while I was in <clears throat> New Zealand, I just finished Jensen's book, which, by the way, is a very good read um, and a really clever read because it is about – it's called How to Be a Formula One Driver, and it really does explain quite a lot about how you do it. Um, but it, um, he definitely says several times, I want to try NASCAR, and I'm really serious. He lives in L.A. There's no reason why. Yeah. Okay, so how do you Isn't become – what Daniel Ricardo used to say all the yeah, time? Yeah, I want to try NASCAR. So how do you become a Formula One driver? We're just going to scratch off being born rich. We'll start with... Uh, to a certain but, extent, he but, he was not born rich, which is why, why well, true. It, it makes sense. But, yeah. So you go karting, yes. then you move up to like F4, then you move up to F3, uh, like our friend, our young man, Ryan Sheehan, right here in Austin. I'm just going to... And then you go to a rich college in America and meet some rich woman who yeah. pays for your... <laughs> Oh, wait, I made that mistake. I made that mistake. You you forgot that step. I forgot to... (laughs) (laughs) You know, we talk about this this ladder of of talent, you know, the staircase to Formula One. I've heard discouraging words about that from time to time. You know, where should a kid go next? And Brian Herta, who I consider a very good judge of racing talent, and look at the success he's had with his son Colton in IndyCars. Brian once said, a young driver should go where he can win. Yeah. You don't you don't yep. necessarily point. want a more challenging car. You want to go where you can succeed because nothing attracts attention like success. Well, you know, you know, there's an interesting uh, phenomena. There's almost three paths now to Formula One. One is through Andretti Autosport and uh, and Brian Herter again or Colton Herter. Two is you go uh, to England like Sargent did and you grow up in England and you do all the things and just like uh, Sonoda did. And you go F3 and you go F2 and then you go F1. Or three, and this is why I'm telling you this story, you become a kid from Austin, Texas who falls in love with it uh, at eight and is now fighting for $600,000 to get prize money from Honda in the um, FR Americas. I was with him last weekend um, to, to, to go into Super Formula and take on Red Bull's top guy Liam Lawson in a similar Honda uh, so there are other paths now, and done. that's Ryan Sheehan I'm talking about from yep. Austin Texas so saying, yeah. you know um, right. it's a really interesting time now for these juniors yeah hey speaking of Andretti uh, Chris and I talked about this on Wednesday on wheel to wheel because it just came out I think while we were recording it is ex-Renault technical chief uh, Nick Chester Yes, has, has been rumored to take the the same role for Andretti F1. So I love to hear activity like that. I mean, talk about a fait complete. I mean, the FIA are behind him. 
The teams yeah. really don't have a say, so I don't know why they don't just shut up. There are there is rules that allow thirteen teams. The problem is. Andretti would come in as a midfield team, and that's what's really getting all of their noses out of joint, is that they would dilute the money. But all boats rise, and I'm sorry, but Andretti deserves to be there. Like you say, they've got a factory, they've got a team manager now, and they've got this unbelievable backer in Cadillac and already have announced Renault as the engine. So Cadillac aren't going to make an engine per se, but that could happen in the future. They've got the new facility. They've got a new facility. Have, you know, the best of the best. And one of the top there. drivers in America. <laughs> yeah. How many boxes well, doing, have, uh, have we checked? Well, the one, yeah, yeah the, the one box that wasn't uh, checked, which I recall from the uh, FIA declaration of the process, if you will, and that was you have to tell them what your technical lineup is. Who are your designers? Who are your engineers? What's your plan going forward to achieve success within some reasonable time frame by FIA standards? So, um, yeah, I think that's what this move with Nick Chester represents: is get experienced people with reputations and track records and and fill in that technical lineup you think there's going to be a problem with that absolutely not it's just like they said okay you need a bigger bigger name bigger sponsor tick you need a any manufacturer tick it's like okay you need technical people people are going to line up to go put the resume but, but in i honestly andretti. think that's the true fear yeah and, and it is They're that frankly them. once andretti gets a car and puts it out like a house with just andretti on the side of it yep. Duracell, I mean, you know, all the names that you could think of, but then again, it could be the opposite and Walmart get involved or Target get involved or Home Depot get involved or Coca-Cola get involved. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yep. but, but I would be fearing that if I were Williams trying to gather as many American sponsors as possible, which they do yeah. at the moment, uh, and they are bottom of the table, therefore they would be 11th now suddenly and get less of the money because Andretti wouldn't come in as the last team. I, I, do, I do see where the fear is, but um, I'm sorry. Like I said, when you look at the actual rules, it's right. up to FIA and Formula One. All right, we are out of time. I want to make sure everybody knows we've got uh, the Wheel to Wheel show coming up, coming up on Wednesday uh, at 6 o'clock Central Time, 7 Eastern. And we, of course, got our Sunday night with Speed City, even when we're not doing F1. So every Sunday night, uh, 7 p.m. Austin time. So don't forget about that. And go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, to find out where all of that is, what channels, what networks, all the above. Well, we are done for also. Talk to everybody next week. Happy trails. Cheers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 